0: The Guardian. Hello and welcome to the Red Bull Air Race Series 2008 with me, Izzy Knowles. After a phenomenal start to the series in Abu Dhabi with Paul Bonham's resounding victory by seven clear seconds of second place Hannes Ark of Austria, this highly competitive sport moves on to its second stop of the 10 race season to here. San Diego, USA. If you don't already know, this is an international series of air races in which pilots navigate a low altitude aerial racetrack, a scant 20 feet above the blurred blue hue of the ocean, in the fastest possible time, gaining speeds of up to 250 miles per hour. Pilots fly individually against the clock, sneaking through 46 foot wide air gates with only a few feet of clearance to spare on either side of the wings pulling up to 9 Gs. These pilots are at the top of their game. They have to be, as the Red Bull Air Race puts huge demands on their flying abilities. They are constantly being pushed to the limits in a contest where hundreds of a second can be the difference between winning and losing. Their level of fitness and mental agility has to be sublime. And I'm curious to find out how the best of the best maintain this. When you um, bank tightly at high speeds, you're subjected to gravitational forces that can reach as high as 10G. And this means that you weigh as much as 10 times your body weight. How do you prepare for this physically?
1: You need to be basically pretty fit to do that. On top of that, you need what we call G tolerance. So you you need to have been used to, to that G force. It's not something you can just go out and do and as a way of training what we, we do is a be generally fit so you know it doesn't matter what that is whether it's rowing or cycling or running any sort of general aerobic fitness is good and then on top of that you need to do lots of training in the airplane pulling g getting used to maneuvering the airplane that's that helps as well because obviously you need to know how the airplane behaves going out flying is a good thing and then just just getting used to the
2: g Well, to pull a sustained 10 Gs, you have to be able to keep the blood and the oxygen circulating to your head. It's a different type of muscle tone. It's not just, you know, being muscular, but I think it's a lot of abdominal strength because that's where the core strength comes from. Certainly, weight training helps, but I think actually the best way is to actually go out and fly and pull the Gs, because then your body reacts to that force and those symptoms, and when it feels it, it contracts and it does what it's, your body does what it's supposed to do.
3: I mean, me physically, I go a lot uh, running because I think uh, it's really good for my body, for my mind too, and it prepares you for the energy you need during a race like that, with all the medias, with the flying, with the stress. But other than that, it's really good to lose weight because you have to carry around that weight or let's say the engine has to pull that weight through the course. So the less weight times the G you have, uh, the faster you are.
0: You've lost a lot of weight since last season. How much weight have you lost?
3: I mean, I lost like uh, 15 kilos, is like around, let's say, 30 pounds. Uh, and I feel much stronger. It's not just that uh, I did it uh, for losing weight for the race, also to feel good, to feel strong during the race in my life and uh, it really made sense and I'm, I'm feeling good now.
0: During said high G's, blood is forced to the lower parts of the body which reduces the output of blood from the heart and the blood supplied to the eyes and brain. What does that feel like and how do you mentally counteract if, it?
1: If you, uh, if you don't do anything about it and you pull G, you'll find, first of all, your vision will go, sort of, you'll go tunnel vision, you'll, you'll, you'll notice your peripheral vision disappears and you'll just get a greying out in the corners, you know, where normally you'd see people walking beside you. You'll, you wouldn't see that. And then the next stage is, is that will go all grey. Uh, the next stage from there is sort of your consciousness starts diminishing. You'll not be very good at making decisions, which is the, the most important thing. Never good when flying an aircraft. No, exactly. And then, and then the next stage is you'll just black out and you'll faint. And you'll you, you hopefully, once the G stops, you'll come around. But when you're on your own in an aeroplane, that, that's something you can't afford to do.
0: But that tolerance can be built up over time, can it?
1: Exactly. What we do to, to counteract that is A, practice, but B, when I'm pulling G, I'll brace myself beforehand, basically tense all of the muscles, you know, as if, as if somebody was going to thump you. That's a good thing to do with your stomach. And that basically helps your, your blood stay up here where it's supposed to be in your head and not, uh, not be allowed to drain to your feet.
2: It's much like going unconscious or suffocating. In other words, if you let it happen, it's hard to recover from it. Once you're starting to feel that, the only way to counteract it is to release the G, is to take away the G-force. And, of course, if you're in the turn and you release the G, you're going to go wide, you're going to pick up more time.
0: Here in San Diego, the airport and flight operations is set up at the 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 Naval Air Station on Coronado Island, an active military facility which will be the base for the 12 pilots and their teams over the weekend. Last year's racetrack in San Diego was considered one of the most challenging and this year will be no exception. Unlike the predominantly narrow tracks in the World Series, San Diego's harbour provides a much larger open space to race in. Let's see what the pilots make of San Diego.
1: Hi, I'm Paul Bonham from the UK.
0: Hello Paul, so talk me through your qualifying runs today.
1: Uh, It was a good day for us actually. We qualified first in the first round and first in the second round and um, I went for it in the first round and came out with a 118 something or other which was good and that, that got me in the first place and then for the second round having secured a pretty good time that I was pretty sure would get me into the finals tomorrow I then tried a few new tricks for the uh, second round I was very pleased to say that worked well and, and knocked off another second and a bit off my first time
0: Kirby Shablis is biting at your heels and Mike Mangold says that it's dirty flying what do you say to that?
1: Yeah when he says dirty flying what he means is it wasn't uh, it wasn't neat and tidy so it's interesting I must admit Kirby's time was very good if you take away his penalties so I'm hoping that it was only like that because he was flying a little bit raggedly but um, we'll, we'll find out tomorrow we'll know more after the first round tomorrow.
0: Is there anyone that you're particularly worried about because Hannes was doing well in practicing as well?
1: Yeah, Hannes is, has been doing very well all week and I can't actually remember his time from qualifying off the top of my head now but everybody's in with a shout here. If you look at any of these times, it's not a, it's not a million miles that separates. It's, it's a matter of seconds. And you know, if you get a three-second penalty, you're going to tumble down the, the list. Uh, you know, Two, three years ago, a three-second penalty might not have affected you but it certainly will here. And
0: what do you think of San Diego? Do you like this course?
1: Yeah, I love it. The course is great fun. The, the setting is beautiful. The weather is, well, you know, what can you say about Southern California? The weather is superb. Uh, People are friendly. And, um, yeah, it's a shame we're sort of rushing around in in airplanes all the time and not doing some more, um, you know, socializing.
0: Are you going to win tomorrow?
1: I don't know. I'll tell you tomorrow afternoon.
0: Okay, good luck. Thanks, Paul. With me now is Mike Mangold. Mike, just talk me through your qualifying here in San Diego.
2: Good day. Uh, qualifying went well, but we're not unhappy because we're doing the best with what we got. You know, our airplane, is, uh, we haven't made a big investment this year in it, so we can't really expect a lot. The, the other guys have certainly put a lot in their planes and it shows. So, you know, comparatively speaking, yeah, we're not at the top, but we're very pleased with the performance out of our plane and, and how I'm flying too. I can't, uh, I don't think I can do any better.
0: This is home turf for you. Is that quite exciting?
2: Yeah, it's nice. Uh, a lot of friends here. I know I had a large crowd out here for the paddock walk.
0: Massive, oh. massive support yeah, great. for I,
2: I'm, I'm glad that people are interested and want to come out and watch us, so I'm very appreciative of that.
0: I heard you talking earlier to Paul Bonham and You said something about Kirby Shablis doing some dirty flying. <laughs> what do you mean by that?
2: <laughs> well, when you don't have a fast airplane, then it's in the pilot's hands to try and make up the time. And so the one way we can do it is we can fly a little bit dirty, meaning we're not real clean as we go through the gates and we're trying to cut corners and of course the judges are there to catch us if we fly dirty and uh, I watched Kirby's run from the air over the bridge and uh, I could see from the air many many mistakes and penalties so that's what I call dirty flying and and of course that's what you have to do I mean how else are you going to catch Paul if the airplane can't do it the pilot has to do it and you got to start flying a little bit dirty to cut corners.
0: Talk me through the course are you liking it is it good for you? (laughs)
2: Uh, I wish we had a little more uh, tighter technical turning course again I feel this course is very long very wide open the straightaways are long so again if you have a fast airplane with a big motor and minimum drag you're gonna do better
0: and the conditions it's gonna be a bit windy tomorrow is that gonna be good for you
2: I hope so I hope it blows like crazy because uh, uh, obviously the extras are very hard to handle in the wind and um, that'll throw them, them off their games and I think we do a little bit better in the uh, adverse conditions than some of the other guys
0: Makes it a little bit more entertaining to watch as well
2: Yeah, yeah, sure, for sure yeah.
0: really? Well, good luck tomorrow, thanks a lot Mike Joining me now is Hannes Ark from Austria who had a fantastic podium position in Abu Dhabi to kick the 2008 red Bull Air Race season off and you've done really well in the qualifiers today you came fourth, how are you feeling?
3: I'm feeling really good. I was a little bit afraid. I had a lot of pressure on. I mean, everybody told me, you don't have any pressure, but the pressure is there because everybody expects. So uh, I was afraid, especially after the first training, I, did, I really did not go. I was too nervous. I was too, and uh, then from training to training, I just tried to focus and go step by step. And really surprising yesterday, my fastest, or let's say my first place in the training, which again, put it pressure on me. And today, we just focused and said, okay, aim for today is to be in the first eight. And uh, so I did a really safe, clean, fast run. And surprisingly, I was number four again. So I'm quite happy with with my performance, with the performance of the airplane, but also with the performance of my team.
0: In 2007, you were just a rookie. It's just unheard of for someone to climb the ladder this fast. What's your secret?
3: I think my secret is just to accept, uh, first of all, to learn all the time and to watch other people. And uh, you see all those experienced pilots around doing that for a couple of years already. And every move they do, every flight they do, I observe them and watch them and just uh, try to learn from them. And not just uh, piloting the plane, also what, what are they doing with their planes, how do they deal with their teams, and how do they prepare for the airways. And I mean, you can learn from them. And then I combine this with my own skills and experience, and uh, here we are.
0: What about the conditions and the course out there, is it favourable for you?
3: I don't care so much about the conditions as long as they are the same for everybody, because otherwise I would mess up my mind, this is good for me, this is not good for me. I just deal with the situation in the moment and try to do the best out of it.
0: And is it a good course? Do you like San Diego?
3: I like San Diego, it's a difficult one, it's a very challenging course because there's a, there are a lot of decision points where you really have to kind of like plan very wise and uh, do the right thing and uh, it doesn't stop. So there's one difficult passage to master after the other one and so that, that keeps you really busy out there.
0: Brilliant, well, we hope to see you on the podium. Good luck tomorrow, Hannes. Thank you. So, as we know, the weekend consists of two days of racing. Day one, which was yesterday, is the qualifiers where pilots compete in two qualifying sessions where the better result counts and determines the lineup for race day, with the slowest pilot flying first. Race day opens with point one, which is where the slowest four pilots from qualifying compete against each other for ninth place and one crucial World Series point. Super 8s follows point one in which the fastest eight pilots from qualifying compete for a place in the semi finals. The fastest four pilots from the Super 8s go into the semis with the fastest pilots time being pitted against the slowest pilots time and second races against third place. The two slowest pilots go through to the third place fly off with the fastest two going into the final. Beautiful day in Southern California, San Diego, the sun is shining, the crowds are out in force, but the wind has picked up, which is going to cause a few problems for some of the pilots. Now, yesterday in qualifiers, eight out of the 12 pilots incurred penalties, which is unprecedented in the history of the races. One of those was Kirby shablis Now on his second qualifying run, if he hadn't incurred any penalties, he would have beaten the man at the top, Paul Bonham. I reckon that Kirby Shablis is one to watch out for today. He could be taking a podium place. If race day is half as exciting as qualifiers was yesterday, we're in for a spectacular day. Finished four pilots, flew that was Glendale, Sergey McMannon, Nicholas Ivanov, and Steve Jones. And it was so close between Nicholas Ivanov and Steve Jones. Nicholas Ivanov thought he had it in the bag. He beat rookie Glendale, he beat Sergey McMannon with a time of 123, but then Steve Jones pipped him at the post, getting a time of 121. And Steve Jones will go home with the precious one World Series point. Now it's time for the eight fastest pass So we've just had the Super 8s, first to go was Peter Besnier. he incurred 10 seconds of penalties, it looked like he was having some problems with the wind up there, he just clipped a few of the pylons, Nigel Lamb went after, he was flying his new plane, his MXS Hasn't had much practice time in it, but he was doing well. He got a clean run and a time of 121.80. Alejandro went after Nigel Lamb. He was slower on the quadro. He took his time, but that did cost him a few seconds. So that meant he got 122.59. Michael Goulion came after that. An American, lots of cheers from the crowd for him. He did some low flying, very careful not to incur any penalties there. It was his finest performance ever on the Air Red Bull Air Race. he made his time up in the second half of the race and he came up in the lead there One twenty-one point four zero. Hannes Ark followed he was a rookie last year now he's one of the front runners and definitely one to watch out for he had an absolutely amazingly clean run, and he got a time of 120.04, firmly placing him in first position. Kirby Shablis was into the track next. He was air champion in 2006. It's been a while since he's won a race, and he's desperate to get on the top spot on the podium. His aggressive style of flying means that he came in at 120.69, a couple of hundredths of a second behind Hannes Ark, who still sits in. Mike Mangold then came up throwing his aircraft around. Another aggressive flyer on the circuit. And unfortunately, he didn't quite beat Hannes up. 120.64. Paul Bonham was last out. Definitely the best line that we've seen so far. It was so clean. It was so smooth. The only pilot to break 120 seconds. He got 117.94. Paul Bonham is the horse to beat. Flying like an absolute Gentlemen, smooth, collective, a full two seconds ahead of the pack. So, going into the semi finals, it's going to be Kirby Shablis versus Paul Bonham and Mike Mangold versus Hannah Sark. The semi-finals is just over. This is what is called the knockout round. It's Paul Bonham flying against Kirby Shablis with Kirby flying first. Now, Kirby's halfway time was 36.74 and his overall time was 118.38. Paul Bonham then flew. His halfway time, he was behind Kirby Shablis. However, he made it up in the second half. He did lose time coming out of the first quadro, which cost him, but he made it up in the second half, coming out with a time of 117.59. Then it's the smoothness of Hannes' arc versus the all-out aggression of Mike Mangold. Mike Mangold got a halfway time of 36.57 with an overall run of 117.74, which was a great run by Mike Mangold. Hannes' halfway time, he was a second behind Mike Mangold. He did make up time in the second half, but not quite enough. He came out with a very, very respectable time of 118.04, Another personal best for him in Sandy, Diego, but not quite enough to beat Mike Mangold, which means that Bonham versus Mangold in the final. But first up, it'll be the third place fly off between Hannah Sark and Kirby Shablis. There's just a couple of hundreds of seconds between those two. It's going to be the tightest race, I reckon. <laughs> place between Kirby Shablis and Hannes Ark. The crowd went wild for fellow American as he flew his edge 5.40 to a 117.61 finish. That's unbelievable. That's two one hundredths of a second behind the best time so far from Paul Bonham. He'll be happy if he could get a podium finish but Hannes Ark was just behind him, 85 hundredths of a second. He also incurred a three second penalty though for incorrect knife flying. He started out faster through gate number four but just lost out. That means Kirby Shablis takes third place on the podium. so the final is over between Mike Mangold and Paul Bonham Mike flew first his half time was 37 seconds he lost quite a lot of time however Paul had a really bad run too this was the slowest time in the last two days for both pilots Paul's halfway point at 36 only just beating Mike Mangold the overall times were Mike Mangold 119.24 Paul Bonham 118.01 Paul Bonham is the winner of Air Race 2008 here in San Diego Congratulations, Paul. How do you feel?
1: Very good. A lot of hard work, but it paid off.
0: That was a great run at the end. What about Detroit? Any plan?
1: Let's try and do the same again, but it's going to be hard work, I think.
0: It's brilliant to watch. Thank you very much.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the national anthem of the winning pilot, Paul Donham, from Great Britain.
0: The Red Bull Air Race, San Diego, Paul, Bottom next stop, Detroit.
2: For more great downloads, go to guardian.co.uk forward slash audio.